Welcome to uh, Podcast 6 with us, cool fellas, where we're talking about useful applications of VR, VR news. We got a guest from Flipside. His name's Lux. That's the name yep. he goes by on Flipside, at least. So, yeah, yeah, decent little uh, episode to look forward to, unless you hate interesting stuff, in which case this is not for you. If you don't like riveting material, then you should return to uh, filing podcasts. Riveting material delivered by idiotic uh, avatars. Absolutely. That actually would be a really good podcast title. I wish that's what we had come up with from the get-go. Oh, that would have been late. perfect. <laughs> it is not, it's never too late. That's true. We just change the podcast name every week. Is that the episode change, or is that the episode title? No, no, no. We just fully changed the podcast name again. <laughs> we can just do a first part, second part to come up with the name for next week. Okay. Oh, you're just greeting out on first part, second part. <laughs> that's yeah, Grun's favorite course. part of the show for anyone that's not tuned in before. It's my favorite guess, part of life. Yeah, I can see that. You do rather like it. Uh, should we kick it off with recent posts and all that? Kick it. When I say kick it. Um, so last month's podcast was the Puzzle Podcast. So, you know, tune in for more podcasts for that one. But after that was Half-Life Alex Gameplay, which, oh my gosh. Uh, so this part, by the way, for anyone tuning in, I really need to have less by the ways and more precursors. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we do behind the, the scenes. By the way and a precursor. Yeah, the timing. The timing okay. is off in this one. It's doomed, but you gotta keep trucking on or the taser comes out and it's really painful, but it's very motivating. So, yeah. <laughs> so, for the Half Life Alex gameplay, uh, the behind the scenes on that one is I was way too ambitious on that. So, I recorded the whole thing with VR footage as well. For anyone that's not seen it, it's got me playing with a big display of the screen on one side and you can look to the other side and see me playing at the same time so it lines up and kind of neat sorry little take on getting gameplay into vr but i recorded in pants right yes fortunately it okay. is documented okay. that i was wearing pants i nearly forgot for each chapter but awesome today was saved yeah spoilers pants are involved but Safe for work yeah but I recorded all the all the footage for it, right? And I'm looking around finding all the different ammo and resin and whatnot. So it's like 11 hours of VR footage, which, <laughs> it, like, the size of that is huge. It's ridiculous. And then on top of that, I also had to cut it. So <laughs> it was a very stupid maneuver, but... The highlight reel I posted to the Meteor Station channel has start to finish just clips, but what's unfortunate though was I some of my favorite moments had too many things it's like it'd be a full minute of just that thing like there's I don't think this is too much of a spoiler uh it's really not a spoiler, but 
basically there's this whole room that'll explode if you blow anything up at all and you just insta die and so it's this whole thing of like will it kill me it's like his friendly fire on will it kill me if i blow this up and i was like I ended up blowing myself up twice for science, but uh, couldn't include any of that because, you know, got to keep it to, you know, a reasonable, like, 10 minutes or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So. Somebody out there would probably enjoy 11 hours. Probably. Well, too late now because I deleted that and freed up half an external, so (laughs) it's doomed for you. But the other chapters are on my own channel that is linked but anyway uh so pretty he's actually sick of half-life alex despite it being so good just because of having to cut all that footage but it's going to come up today in the news section of this podcast anyway so we can't escape it more spoilers but it's just a podcast spoiler not a half-life spoiler anyway uh after half-life I think that was Wales after that. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Wales. You want to talk about the Wales? It's uh, the three things you need to know about Wales. If, if you need to know about Wales, you need to know three things. If it ever comes up at a <laughs> party, you could be like, I know three things about Wales. And it's also delivered, hopefully, in a somewhat humorous way. So it's good for the whole family good clean fun do you have any behind the scenes though what's a behind the scene tidbit what's behind a fun fact scene. that isn't a whale fact <laughs> unless it i guess you could have a non-included whale fact that you're like oh, this is terrible i can't possibly share this on the internet and then you can share it on the internet here you know well, you know, just um, there, there were a lot of interesting things that I didn't think would work well for the, the video, but um, it's, I guess, one fact that I did not put in there that I thought was interesting, I just couldn't figure out how to make it interesting in there, is that whales are, that their bones are the biggest difference between those mammals and us because their bones are super heavy. That's the only way they can go underwater. So they're, they've got these super heavy bones that may help them sink. That's yeah. pretty cool. There yeah. you go. Fun fact, fun whale fact. Now you know four whale facts, internet. How about that? Yeah. Then after that, so... We had kind of gotten the, uh, oh, we didn't do our own updates. Man, timing's terrible today. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, But we had said we are going to do a quarantine show, and we're considering a murder mystery thing. Then the recording computer died. But, you know, so the life update for me is I got a... Somebody had 11 hours worth of video on there and killed their I wish. Uh, no, it's on my desktop that's been an absolute hero oh. through all this, abused with all the footage. <laughs> been amazing. Yay, desktop. But now I do have a new laptop that is much better, and so we're back on Target. And also I'm really happy because laptop, and it's fun. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the post we did get, 
correct was Sam and Dan floaty flatmates, which was basically just an escape room without a room on (laughs) water. So we were just, uh, me and Gruen here played it together and I don't want to say anything too much about the game, but, uh, do we have any behind the scenes on that? Cause the behind the scenes on an escape room is going to be a spoiler. Oh yeah. You have one. Yeah. Well, I mean, number one is free. So if you want to go try it, it's, you can't hurt. Uh, you, you find somebody to play with and, and figure it out. You don't necessarily want to do what we did because part of the fun mm. is at first you're not supposed to be able to talk to each other. Yeah. We were on Discord chatting, and so we <laughs> didn't really play the game legally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. That's true. That was a little awkward. We now we know, know for we the next cheating. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You gotta. Because you go into a puzzle game assuming that, you know, you're supposed to talk to your ally, but it actually does make sense that they would have in-game communication. So we failed the first puzzle of assuming things correctly. Actually, we beat it if you think about it. That's true. We gamed the gamers. We're the gamers, I guess. (laughs) But (laughs) then the last post of May was a song. A song. Yeah, it's a a little piano song that that you'll have to check out. I I do play piano. Normally, I only play for Cocker Spaniels, but this was something a little different that I hope you will check out. uh, I've seen a lot of VR posts like this and the camera does move so um, heads up on that but it doesn't move fast and so hopefully it's not going to cause any nausea but I think it uh, I think it's a it's a new different way of of having a music video basically for us anyway Mm. Yeah. yeah cool stuff indeed and uh, stuff to look forward to in June. Obviously, there's this podcast. So if you forward to that. are a time traveler and you're just like catching <laughs> bits and pieces, like I'm just being told to look forward to it. So this podcast is out, you know. Um, then we've got the snake pit because we've got Lux from Flipside. So we've got a Flipside skit coming up. So that's all you get to know about it. You can determine there may be snakes in pits, or it could just be a name. It could be mm-hmm. armpits of a snake. You don't know. Ooh. Probably not. Ooh. But but okay. you never know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that, we've got Budget Epicurean Raisin Bread. She's the best. She records good stuff. If you like food videos, check that out. You can learn how to make yeah. some raisin bread. And. And then last, we've got the quarantine quote-unquote show. It's kind of just this goofy, semi-improvised thing Gruen and I put together. Just goofy skit show thing. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 Yeah, it's, uh, it's good times. Good times for the quarantined folks. Indeed. In the show. <laughs> I don't know. 
and for everyone, everyone's love in quarantine. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah uh, since we didn't discuss updates, how's the quarantine treating you? We didn't discuss our own updates. Do you have anything to share with the class, or you don't have to, but anything yeah. interesting? Well, you know, I think what's interesting is the, uh, there's a lot of polarized folks out there. People are getting a little polarized on masks or no masks. And I think masks still make a lot of sense, but not if you're riding your bike in the park all by yourself and nobody's around you. But um, <laughs> the other thing that people are polarized about is is being able to get back to normal and when, and I don't know the answers of that. I think, you know, the big thing is just, being safe, you know, doing whatever we can to, to be safe. So, but we did go to a restaurant. We went to a restaurant. We did it very carefully. We found a restaurant that was, that had all the checklists checked and they were really good about everything. And we sat at a table that was in the corner by ourselves outside on a patio and it was it was really perfect. It was nice to get out and do that. And and we felt completely safe. And what was cool, just one quick thing, is that they they have a little thing in the middle of the table with a barcode and you just hold your camera up to it and it immediately takes you to a link where you see the menu. And then when it's time to pay, they do the same thing. They bring in a different barcode. And it takes you to an online pay system. So you never have to touch anything that they touched or, you know, except for your food. And my understanding is if you get hot food, it's pretty safe. So there you go. It's funny. Only the part you actually consume, it was, you know, <laughs> interactive. Yeah. <laughs> Danger. <It's> funny. Danger. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, we didn't touch it to our face, though. That's the only thing you can't do is touch it. Ah, uh, you, you avoided it. Just, uh, you, yeah. yeah. Messy eaters, beware. <laughs> right. That's absolutely. Yeah, I guess, as I do, definitely have an update, which is we have, or my wife and I have a tiny woman on the way, so that'll be occupying a decent amount of my time. So for the quarantine... It sounded like you... Sound like you said a tiny woman. Oh, woman. <laughs> that's, that's how it's pronounced on the internet. Human. Woman. Okay. Woman. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a tiny man coming tiny your way. Baby person. But so for us, we're taking extra precautions for the whole Corona thing. But that, so we stay inside and watch extra Netflix. So that's not particularly rough, you know. <laughs> you haven't finished it it's yet. Been pretty you good. Finished Netflix. You finished all of Netflix, man. You're ahead of me. We're we're on the YouTube now. We're trying oh, to finish wow. YouTube. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to catch up. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's. My big stuff, avoiding having news still. We have big news, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. But I guess uh, we Speaking didn't finish. News. Well transitioned. Crushing yeah. it. 
Uh, <laughs> I guess we can just wrap up Half-Life Alex so I can be done with it. I swear I'm not sponsored by them, although please, yes, sponsor us. <laughs> I'll happily take that. We'll just play it every We've already day, yeah. started all strong on it, but uh, just Half-Life Alex Workshop came out. I see it, like, as soon as it comes out, soon after I... I feel like it was the next day, but it was just really soon after I see Jedi mechanics and lightsabers happening. Just that sounds about right. Just <laughs> so people are getting to play with Half Life, Alex modding and stuff. So cool. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, saw if the VR ears, the Kickstarter super succeeded, which got like almost 200k out of their 30k target so it's just basically fancy headphones for your vr headset which you know i have a vibe and i'm pretty i never wear i I just use my headset my wireless headset on top of it and it works fine but it's not part of the vibe so it's kind of interesting to me who's making this headset uh i don't remember the name of the group it was and just uh, kickstarted it, kind of blew up. I gotcha. So it looks pretty nice, uh, but that's pretty much what I know about it is what I see in their Kickstarter. Because when I got to their site, I pretty much just scrolled down, click Kickstarter, read stuff. So, and after VR years, yeah, what are you gonna say? Well, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was I just gonna say that we we talked about the Apple buying Next VR. I'm sure everybody knows mm, about yeah. it by now, but Next VR, they were in business for 11 years. And I liked what they did. I never tuned into a live show, but I would go watch stuff after it happened. And highlights of NBA was really cool to watch when you're watching from the backboard in VR and you really get a sense of how big these guys are. (laughs) And, you know, you know they're big, but when you are on the court with them in VR, it's, it's pretty obvious. So... They wow, Mister. Some, <laughs> they built some proprietary cameras, which I didn't realize. So that was part of the package. They they had developed those, and they had contracts to do sports. And so there was more to it than just that they were hosting videos. They they got bought for a hundred million dollars, though, by Apple, who is supposedly going to start making glasses and headsets and jump into the VR game, which is exciting. Yeah. I saw uh, Seems supposed to stop supporting macOS, so good timing mm-hmm. for Apple users because they're going to need something to run it. I don't know. I assume yeah. Oculus would still work, but I, I'm on Vive, so I always use Steam. And, you know, I've yeah. revived for the Oculus stuff, but... Well, maybe that's why Steam stopped supporting it, because they know they're jumping into it and they're not making a deal with them or something. Mm, Maybe. Juicy. That happens a lot, yeah. But anyway, so that happened. Next VR uh, bought by them. But then, you know, because sports are a big topic right now because people can't go to live sports. And so they're talking about how do we get maybe use VR for sports. And so you've got next VR kind of on hold. So 
and and really the the only sport that has been trying and trying to figure out how to do VR with their sport is hockey. Uh, you know, others have obviously the NBA has done it, but the hockey. I've seen articles about them trying to get it going, but it just never. It, it's like they just can't seem to make a deal to have somebody develop it and make it happen. But I think it'd be cool if you could have like the camera on the puck and just get knocked oh around. <laughs> that, that would be. I, so what that would be? That'd be like an esport of its own where they have some sort of device to make sure you have your eyes open and then they see how long you can last while watching this thing yeah you you can only blink like once every like four seconds and it has to be like you know under a second to blink and yeah you have to like all these rules and if you can stay in for 10 minutes you get the grand prize of wow i can't believe you didn't throw up yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> like riding a a bucking bronco, you know, or bull riding. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be an interesting one. But yeah, no, that's a good, good uh, relevant point with the sports and the useful applications of VR. Just no one can like I, ESPN's like I, I saw they started bringing on like League of Legends stuff because they can't have their normal sports on like they're hurting for content so it kind of makes sense that something like virtual reality where uh you can at least get closer to the real life version of things makes sense that yeah people started trying to jump in on it but yeah getting to go like watching sports is a great example of like i i'm never gonna be front row of the World Cup, but in VR, maybe. You just yeah. have to probably pay for it, but I mean, it's a lot cheaper yeah. than the real ticket, but yeah. It would, it would make cool. a lot of sense in a lot of ways, but yeah. I did see if Forbes had a thing where they retracted an article that virtual reality is dying. Yeah, I think people just like to post those kind of things because it like riles up the VR users and like gets them reading and interacting so that like does well overall as an article but it's so stupid it's just like you know it's far from dying it's still growing it just it is growing a little slower than you know might be ideal especially considering the quarantine but it's like it's definitely growing we could see the numbers it's growing for sure oh, yeah. though yeah but, and then I did see, I think his name's Boz at Facebook. He's in charge of the ARVR group at, at Facebook. And he came out, he put out this post of technology that they're working on so that people can use VR, AR for work. And it looks very much like Minority Report so that you are at your desk, you're typing and you can see the different screens in front of you and just swipe things away and move things around, which doesn't seem like a stretch. It seems like we should already have that. But people were pretty excited about that. Yeah, being able to work in the virtual environments, been people have kind of jumped in on that in particular for a while because, I mean, you know, people like having, you know, your 
three monitors or whatever. In VR, like, like you can make your whole surrounding a monitor. Like this whole thing's a big screen. <laughs> you can have the biggest screen you want, and yeah. it could yeah. be like over the ocean. Like you can right. do it all. And yeah, so being able to, you know, interact conveniently and stuff is. I don't know, maybe not the easiest. Well, yeah, and the whole swiping away things, because you're working on this thing, but you've got this one over here, and, you, and when you're done with that, you can just move it over and bring this one in. That whole idea, I think, is right. appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Be, maybe that's a thing they need is um, VR keyboards that show up as virtual keyboards. You know, like how we see our hands because we're holding our controllers. Just so we can mm -hmm. very conveniently type on something instead of like... Yeah. Because I do like the physical feel of keyboards because even once they get like really, really good finger tracking and you can just type on your desk, I'd rather still type on a keyboard personally. Yeah. But not that I would yeah. complain about the typing on the desk if that comes out. But yeah. Uh, and then my only other thing was the omnidirectional sphere, which looked kind of neat. The gist of it, it's just a big old sphere. It's like a, I almost said a more boring Zorb ball, just because I think <laughs> Zorbing is kind of neat, but I guess it's not boring at all. Um, but basically, it seems like it's made for more like, you know, if you're playing a flying game or whatever because you are buckled in when i first saw it i was thinking it'd be like a different omnidirectional treadmill kind of thing but it's not it's uh -huh. like you get buckled in and then you move like this and you're flying around and the spheres moving to accommodate it and then you know so it just gets to feel more real which is always nice but i don't think i'm gonna have one of those in my living room but i'm sure it's gonna be for arcade games kind of thing right. that's for sure going to be the market because yeah i don't think yeah almost anyone but millionaires are going to be like i think i'd like one of those in my room yeah yeah the same people that have a bowling alley true. in their house they could have that yeah i guess i should take that back people are pretty interested in they uh I've seen some really thorough like cockpits and stuff so if all you need is a headset and the sphere. I don't yeah. know your life. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to be a millionaire to want it, but yeah, I also don't know the price point. But yeah, just an interesting little gizmo cool. I saw. Because a lot of the news for VR tends to be games, which you know I don't think anyone wants to sit here for the next two hours and here it's just list games that we've seen comments about but that's yeah that's so. why the facebook thing is interesting because it is taking it like this isn't just for games yeah yeah, yeah. no for sure it does get used for things uh as we'll talk about more because i think we need to go ahead and jump into the guest segment where we will be welcoming lux from flip side into this seat and i will kick myself out and move off to the side so should we go for it Garun? i think we should all right he's just waiting Let's... over there where is he 
Lux. Go go tackle him and bring him in. Okay. <laughs> See you in a sec. And yeah. and you can refer to him as Lux. Yeah. I, the the extra two are redundant. You, how many Luxes <laughs> yeah. until I've overluxed you? Can I go to uh, four Luxes or is that pushing it? That's that's prob- probably around five is the limit, you know. After Absolute that, I limit. probably right. appear in a random world here and like show up, and everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> broken the universe. All right, good to know. I'll try to avoid the doomsday scenario. So that was right. crazy. What a what a crazy morning. Okay. Well, we have yeah, Lux here. Lux, Lux, Lux. Uh, from Flipside, uh, how are you doing today? Ah, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Do, good do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what Flipside is, all that? Sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, Flipside, I'll start there. Is um, uh, where we make animation software essentially, and so we saw the opportunity for uh, VR to be uh, like it's a three-piece motion capture suit that everyone's going to have in their home. And eventually do even more. And so we were like, okay, well, what can we do within these limitations? And what can we do? Uh, you know, what what can what can VR really add to it? And uh, one of the big things we saw right away was if we get people in multiplayer, now you're seeing each other in character. So like, um, for example, if you and I were uh, motion capture acting in a studio, and we're roughly the same height, then I would be looking here for your eye line and not up here. So like I would I wouldn't be making the right kind of uh, movements for the space, and then uh, in post production you have to spend a ton of time cleaning up. And say a big guy acted a small character, and now they took too few steps, or a small person was acting a larger character, and you have to like redo their walk cycle and all these things. So we were like, wow, there's some real advantages here. And uh, then we just thought like let's see what's possible. Um, yeah, that's so that's kind a, of a cool take. That's so that's flip side. And uh, so and we kind of have we have two products right now and we're kind of working on some things behind the scenes as well. But, but um, uh, yeah, so mainly focused on animation and then tools for building interactions like our Unity uh, SDK. And then, um, yeah, me, I'm so I'm one of the founders There's uh, three co-founders, Rachel, Les and myself. Uh, and we sort of, we got to work on a VR project, um, at our previous job, building a welding simulator back in like the DK one days. And so we built this simulator and honestly, the company we worked for was doing some really cool stuff. A lot of it in like safety and adult education, um, working on resources for immigrant centers in Canada. We were doing all kinds of really valuable stuff. And the workplace culture just started to turn really toxic. And mm. we were kind of like, we saw the writing on the wall and then we got to play with the Oculus and we were like, well, what if we start a company and just quit our jobs? And so, uh, yeah, Rachel ended up quitting, gave them like two months notice. I was like, two months? Wow, okay. So uh, I I quit uh, six weeks later and gave them two weeks notice. So we ended up leaving at the same time. And off we went, and yeah, so kind of our backgrounds in software development, uh, 3D, and um, some adult learning type stuff too. So, 
Awesome. That's pretty cool. And actually, so I don't know uh, if it was mentioned, but we do kind of themes of the podcast and we won't need to like, we'll let the conversation go where it takes us. But the theme of this one is like uh, useful applications of VR. Um, and so you're, I didn't realize that was your background. So you're already doubly there. And I saw like, you know, the latest in Flipside updates, you're getting into Zoom and stuff. So even Flipside's doing more applications than just the you know, real-time VR and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah, we really, like, we, we see um, kind of the natural evolution of a lot of this stuff as, like, like Flipside 10 years out uh, is going to be not just a tool for animation and video capture, but also for helping that kind of the traditional animators and that kind of workflow uh, people stuck in that sort of how helping them transition into more developing more immersive experiences as well. Um, but right now we're we're kind of looking at it as what's really useful in the animation space and what kind of things can we like save time on uh, in like like if we look at it as kind of like a value stream map of the animation workflow and we go okay so. We're spending a lot of time on this particular problem, and maybe the director is sitting there futzing with settings while the actors are on set. Then they're just waiting around. So we go, okay, well let's let's reduce that issue and make it so you can work remotely, and then like share the setup you just made so that it's it's ready for everyone and they don't have to wait or these kinds of little things. And so long term, I think we're going to really. Uh, kind of hone in on that uh, on on the more immersive stuff, but the real value in all of this is that it actually lets animators go from having to go frame by frame to being able to just do it live by taking motion capture and rendering and just slapping that together. I mean, there's obviously a huge number of limitations to that, like try to try to motion capture a nice scene where you tuck someone into bed with the you know, the, the covers going over them naturally and all of that stuff and the physics involved and not have them, like, look janky in the bed like my legs are in this uh, chair here. <laughs> uh, like, it's just there's, right. there's massive problems that motion capture just hits limits on. But when, as you start moving into real time, the audience's expectation changes, right? They're used to seeing glitches in video games. They're used to seeing things like that. And We've done some live productions, like a, a fringe play. So we did 10, uh, 10 days of a fringe play where two actors were in vibes on the sides of the stage, and they just projected the show. And we set them up with a bunch of stock. Uh, uh, it was like a zero-budget project. So we just kind of created a stock set of about a dozen character templates. And then mm -hmm. the, the scenes weren't even 3D. They were just photos that we set up as a backdrop, and we set the camera position so you couldn't really tell uh you couldn't like you, yeah. some of the yeah. some of the camera angles you actually could see the edge of the photo so it was a little janky <laughs> that way but um whenever whenever something glitched or someone did something weird the audience loved it and they could actually feed into that so the animation world still has this really high expectation on quality especially like as pixar has kind of pu pushed the bar on that and now it's all about yeah. You know, do you have subsurface scattering in your, you know, in your shader? Which this guy kind of has a interesting iridescent kind of thing that reminds me of that. But like those kinds of details that we just, 
you're not going to get when you're rendering VR and multiplayer and streaming out and doing a million other things. But audiences don't actually care about that quality as much. They care about the content. So that I think I think they'll catch up with that real world or real time kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, it makes me yeah. think of the uh, the first Star Wars. So everybody thought that was fantastic at the time. You look back now, yeah. and it still holds up. It's still interesting and good, but things have definitely progressed. So I think yeah, people are very accepting, and they're going to enjoy as things move along. And then they'll look back and they'll go, oh look at that, that funny set. Look at that meteor, you know. Totally. That, you know, in 10 years, they'll be pulling the blanket up, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I you agree. Know. Or, like, things like, well, we didn't even notice that the rocks aren't actually rotating around this, and that uh, nebula is moving <laughs> at a pretty slow pace here, but that one's moving. You know, so it's like, it, you know, the, those little details that, you know, totally kind of show that, wait a minute, this is a simulation that's it's not perfect. Perfectly there, but I mean, what audience members really, honestly, looking for that? The you know, the director, you know, the art director is noticing every little tiny thing, but like, yeah, yeah. audiences if, really, they, yeah, they want to be entertained. Yeah, if the <laughs> audience is catching the edge of your photos. You know, they're paying attention, so it's <laughs> yeah, almost a good thing. <laughs> yeah. so. Exactly. Like it makes me think yeah. of like like watching old like like dolomite and stuff where you see the boom mic kind of drop in the shot right, in some right, shots right. and you're like wow That's okay funny. they rolled with that one exactly yeah. it's charming now yeah what would you say so you mentioned a bunch of things in the pipeline and whatnot what do you think is the one feature that you're most excited about having come to fruition that you're just like oh, antsy man. for it to uh... happen well, let's see. We've been doing so much. It's almost hard to keep track of like what what we're doing, what's out, what I can talk about. Uh, <laughs> there's a few things oh, yeah. I definitely. Oh, yeah. uh, if you can't... accidentally leak stuff, we won't be mad. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yeah. We can cut it. They can, might, but you can tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I think we we've, we've mentioned uh, in our in our roadmap, we're kind of uh, working on uh, a few things around. Um, well, we're really we're we're kind of focused on on sort of a couple different pillars of of like functionality. One is just improving the fidelity of the uh, of movement, things like that. Uh, move, like the facial quality, like animation. Uh, we improved our audio quality, so uh, we're actually streaming uh, 24 kilohertz instead of uh, 16, which most uh, voice over IP and most multiplayer does which costs a little more in performance, but the upper range when you're recording, you're recording people's voices and that just lops off that upper register and they sound that kind of muddled. And so we, mm -hmm. we upped that. Now we're kind of working on faces. We're working on um, retargeting. So in, in animation, a big problem is how do you automatically retarget the, uh, the scale of a person to the character? So if I'm playing a little guy, uh, or I'm playing somebody with really long arms, technically my hand shouldn't be one-to-one -one with my controller anymore because that character's hand is, their arm's just too long. So as I move, you get all these kind of weird elbow things in a lot of VR apps because we're doing the best we can with mocap that's kind of strictly tied to these three positions. Uh, so we're kind of moving away from that uh, to uh, just 
it really levels up the way the arms and the the movement feels um we're going to start working on integration with uh, uh mo deeper integration with uh sort of the animation workflow so it won't just be here's what you can do in flipside and if you can capture it in flipside that's it it's kind of like flipside can kind of be useful for capturing uh like setting up the poses and stuff and then the guy the director can come in and set up all the cameras get their shots and then save that and share it so a lot of this um it's kind of a i guess they're more project management and sharing features uh, uh, but then also like data exports, being able to import new data uh, to like, if you say you have a voice actor who wants to redo a part, just import your audio and have it redo the, fa the face because they changed some words so that like things should just naturally update. Uh, so we're yeah, kind of, good one. we're pretty excited to be able to sort of just merge with that workflow in like new ways. Um, what else? We, we got some really cool. weird stuff uh, coming out as well that I'm not sure I can... Wait, we're about playing. weird, one so weird this thing. is a safe we need, place. We need one weird thing, yeah. Yeah, what are you allowed uh, to well, say okay, that's this, weird? <laughs> here's something that'll probably be in the next up, uh, update on our beta. Uh, we're, we're stripping the... Uh, we're disconnecting faces from characters, so you can actually just stick a face on just about anything. Uh, oh, so cool. you can... Um, and so you could actually... So we first we just created puppets. You grab them, and when you grab them, uh, they start animating with your face movement, and you'll actually record audio through them, so it like a little puppet can play back and actually speak and stuff. And but I'm seeing like think of like in the labyrinth when they're like you know in the tunnel and all the faces on the walls are do not go there, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> you could just stick faces and have a bunch of people in what we call oh, our yeah. ghost mode, so where you're you're hidden but your face is actually connected to something there and the full expressiveness yeah. of that. Um, yeah. And that one's cool. Like um, go ahead. I, I feel like you're going to unlock some good memes with that. And, you know, people will be able to jump on that and make some crazy stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. It's It was kind of, it, was, it wasn't really a thing that was supposed to be in our timeline, like in our roadmap at this point, but uh a, a project we're working on kind of demanded that so we were like let's see what we can do with faces and now we're going like what else can we do with this what else can we do um <laughs> so that's uh that's a cool one um yeah this hand nice. this hand's really sensitive <laughs> keep noticing i'm you know, like this one insists on giving the peace sign <laughs> one thing very that, peaceful would guy. Be, that yeah. would be cool is you know you've got some great characters and they've got that good animation look to them and so many other programs don't have that you know they've just got such simplified avatars and it would be great if everybody kind of allowed everyone to get together if you could walk into a room of all these basic avatars with one of your guys it would be it would really stand out it would be so cool yeah it but would be would i was be actually Hoping to level up, and uh, we, I got so I did a um, like a TEDx talk a couple of years ago uh, about virtual avatars, and uh, so for that I was like, well, I can't just choose any avatar. Let's have one made for me. So uh, my avatar that I have in Flipside actually looks like me, and uh, I, I'm in hmm. a space suit. It's kind of a like it's a little bit one to one. I took a pretty literal interpretation i figured tedx was more of a conservative audience 
in terms of what they see. So if I came out as a big Muppet self, they might take my <laughs> talk a little less seriously. Yeah. Like if I'm talking about, because it was sort of about how uh, digital avatars are going to factor into our sense of identity, like how you mm -hmm. can come in here and maybe I don't see myself like the like weird dude with like a crooked nose and, you know, thinning hair or whatever in the mirror. And I'm like, I kind of see myself as something else. And now I can actually be that. And that there's a lot of expressiveness that comes with that. So but at the same time, I was like, if I come out, you know, like slither onto the screen as like a giant worm or something, they might go, what? The, this, <laughs> this is how you see yourself? This is, yeah. we, we've lost the audience. So, but as a result, I got an avatar of me made um, with all our, all flip sides expressiveness, like facial expressions and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, we ended up taking photos of me uh, in various like expressions and our modeler actually like modeled that out. So. That's one thing I kind of miss. I yeah. miss having like expressions, like facial expressions in these platforms that like. And, and eventually maybe naturally. you could, you could come out as a worm and then change into this and then change into that, you know, as your talk goes, yeah. you could change into things <laughs> as it goes. But um, I do have a question about like what's going on right now with the isolation and pandemic feel. Sure. How has that affected you guys at all? I mean, other than having to work remotely or whatever you guys do. But like two things you think that this, uh, I mean, because I think it's going to change VR for the better in terms of more people getting into it. But what do you think? Uh, I think it's been a, a boon for VR, uh, for sure. I think that's uh, obviously been something that people can go to to feel like they're not so uh, trapped in the same, you know, in the same cube for so long. Uh, and that's been a nice change because I think for a few years, like in the in the investment world, uh, all the investors made their bets early when, you know, the CV1 came out and then they were like, all right, we're done. That's it. VR didn't take off like we expected. Who cares that it's kind right. of growing at the rate of the iPhone, right? Like that they they still the expectations change and then they kind of went cold. And I've been talking to some people saying they're turning back to VR going, hey, this is an interesting space to look at. So I hope that helps support more developers in this. Um, in terms of like, uh, for us, we've been really fortunate. Uh, we've kind of weathered it so far. So knock on wood here or knock on leather. Uh, <laughs> but like the... Uh, the I'll import like, a tree next time. Yeah, I think so. We all just moved home. Uh, we were we were very loud about it. We were like, "Shit's getting scary out there." That's it. Let's move home. Let's hunker down. Even though in Manitoba, here in, in up in Canada, we've had very very few cases, and mm. we've kind of managed to really deal with it. Everyone's still like, we're like, "Let's not. Let's be super safe." So we moved everyone home. I think we've been way more productive. As a result, mm. um, I think yeah. we've uh, we have to write things down and we have to communicate better. So mm -hmm. it's kind of forced better habits on us, and that's mm. been really nice. Um, and then we really the one thing we really struggled with in our office was we don't really have any kind of private like soundproof sectioned office. Like we have mm. a couple little offices etched in, but they're they're like you know it's particle board walls none of this is soundproof so you, you can't have a meeting without basically disturbing everyone or leaving the office and going to a coffee shop nearby and you don't want to go to a coffee shop to have like an hr discussion 
for example, that's not really professional. Um, but you, um, you also sometimes just don't want to disturb the whole staff when you have a meeting and a couple uh, clients come in and they start, you know, you start riffing on ideas and now the whole dev team is going, could you just shut up? <laughs> so <laughs> I think that that's really helped. Um, I miss the team. I miss seeing everyone like, you know, going for lunch, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think this is kind of, I think it may have awoken uh, the industry a little bit more to, hey, we need to make shows and we can't bring a whole staff of actors here. We can't, you know, plus camera crew, plus set design, yeah. plus directors and everything. So maybe we can do shows remotely. And we've been yelling that for years. And uh, fortunately, like last year, we had a show uh, called Life from the Eighth Dimension uh, through Caffeine Studios, and uh, which wasn't our show, it was made with Flipside, but uh, mm -hmm. we kind of got to work with them on honing a lot of that process. And that's where we took a really like that workflow approach of saving time because we'd say, hey, what are you wasting your time on on this? And they're like, this is just killing us. Like we, we wait around and then we have to reset and then hop everyone back in, or we have to do this much. It takes us two days to do this part. And we go, I think we can eliminate two days of work from their thing. So, mm, um, yeah. but that really honed it. And uh, they managed to do their last two shows under quarantine remotely, uh, which really kind of proved out what they were doing. But in the end, they, I think they did 46 episodes, something like that. Wow. And then uh, the show was, and they were one hour episodes with about half of the content pre-recorded and then half of it live. And they used hmm. like a screen uh, duplication, like our little uh, desktop mirror to like put their chat on secret things in the, in the scene so they could interact with the audience and all that stuff. But hmm. right now they're like, okay, we've ran, we ran the, storyline for that show and they're working on a few other things i hear i don't know much mm -hmm. about yet but um cool. yeah and we're just it's kind of for us i think it's i think it's been helpful and uh i hope that continues because we've got a long way to go still i think so, we've on our awoken vision. a sleeping giant i uh, think go ahead. gruen's yeah. mentioned it before but, but i mean obviously you know we're interested in using Flipside for a show, so whenever that VR camera comes out, we'll jump on that boat too. Sounds like good times. So, yeah. Um, yeah. In a more general sense, uh, do you actually get to spend time enjoying VR yourself? Do you have like a favorite game? Uh, lately, I feel like no. I've kind of gone into heavy work mode. Um, <laughs> I think the last thing I really like played. You know, like, with, can you do quotes on these? There we go. Play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was I hopped back into Fruit Ninja, and I was just like, I need to get some energy <laughs> out. But I've, I feel like even, even though this is like a different kind of screen and it's physical, I'm still, uh, I need to get off of the screen for my sanity and go outside for like, you know, mm -hmm. walks. Yeah. Um, thing, you know, we're I'm. I'm uh, I garden like a psychopath. Like I have five raised beds, <laughs> some vertical garden. Uh, I have a big like raspberry bush, a bunch of uh, some hops that I swear is big enough to like abduct children in the neighborhood. It's just it takes <laughs> over everything, and uh, it's so uh, so we kind of like I, I I think it's become my 
a work mode thing. And then between that, uh, I'm kind of doing a side, like little side projects. Like I make music on the side, which also involves oh, a screen cool. a lot. Uh, or I'm kind of building a little web app on the side as well. And that like more screen time. So, and then you're like, all right, what's on Netflix or what's on prime. And now like even more. So I think I've, I've just been kind of pulling back in the last little while, but yeah, alas, yeah. you know, the yeah. so gardening, you're, like you're a psycho. Time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that gardening like a psychopath is really good for imagery. I'm just imagining gardening, but with like this giant axe. It's pretty oh, yeah. good yeah, visual. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's we're we're kind of this weekend. We're gonna plant everything. Actually, get it in the ground because it's been so cold. So we've been have little babies. All and right, tiny Canada. Yeah. Things and yeah, yeah. yeah it's been. It's you know what they they started loosening the restrictions on going out here, which I felt was like probably a week premature, and the weather kind of reacted. The weather was like, how about we just be cold? No one wants <laughs> to go out, and so shall I. So wow. yeah, I'm saying something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are you gonna say? Oh, go ahead. I lost it. Oh, you lost it? All right. <laughs> well, we can bring it on back to the theme in general then. And, um, just kind of curious what your take is for things we can look forward to in the VR space in general for uh, basically really cool, useful things that you think are going to be developed in the near future in more of like a general industry sense. Or even hmm, what you'd like to industry. see developed. Yeah, there you go. Uh, or, I think yeah. a lot of the things I'm really looking forward to are probably still related to what we're doing, which is like more expressiveness. Like I want to see, uh, I want to see eye tracking, and I want to see facial tracking built in, so that uh, uh, VR isn't like if you look at like face emoji or like FaceTime and those things where they're like mapping your entire face feels like a very fluid way to animate some, you know, a virtual you. But we're kind of stuck in this really lacking expressive space with VR that is like, ah, oh, I just, I want that added that, like, I, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of useful things just on the social side when you can mm -hmm. just get that, like, that missing degree of body language is going to open up some possibilities. Um, and I, I, I don't I don't really see I don't know, I feel like eye tracking as a user interface convention, maybe it works, maybe it's gimmicky. Like it like I don't wanna just I don't know, like I don't wanna blink to look at something, so maybe that plus a button might be an okay interface, but some of these things, kind of like how I, and in early days in VR, everything had to be really skeuomorphic, and we had to create all these interfaces with like, like physical analogs to stuff. So it, we we fell for that, and like our uh, when you load a recording, you grab a, an old like a old looking cartridge, and you insert it in the player, and it's like mm -hmm. you know users tire of those gimmicks fast, and then now they're just about like efficiency and so i think we're starting to see people converge on more useful flat based interfaces like even john carmack kind of said like look get over it flat interfaces are better for most actual practical uses um it's been cool seeing where people are going in education and in like training uh and in, in medical which kind of almost scares me a little bit like i see the potential to do remote surgery 
uh and but then like i see how many times my avatar glitches and i go mm. is the remote yeah. surgery going and to yeah. have some real good smoothing on there so that as the doctor cuts his hand doesn't glitch and now like you know slices them yeah. open like so they'll have to solve a lot of that fidelity um I agree. but those kinds of things are like the the just bringing people together over distance um yeah being from a uh, an adult education background we still talk to a lot of people in that area um and they have an interest in using vr to develop curriculum and materials um one one area we keep uh there's a lot of dialogue in canada is in uh, northern or more remote communities so um being able to give them access to an immersive uh experience of something with just a headset even if they don't need the internet or they you know download stuff and because they're often in they're still in like dial-up and like or like really slow broadband mm. and so they they have to you know download something wait 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 now it's ready now they can experience it but they don't necessarily yeah. have the bandwidth to do like a social experience as much so mm -hmm. um but bringing uh you know bringing uh bringing simulation to those communities is going to be a really cool use of it as well yeah i think yeah. you know it's this is so much better to me than just us talking on the phone it feels yeah. like we are here talking together, even though you don't look like you. But yeah, you know, and, and, the, and I don't know if that'll happen someday, probably. But yeah, go ahead. That's even the looking like you. Uh, we've quickly realized that actually doesn't matter. You know, like we yeah. don't have to look like ourselves. We still, it's the body language, the sound. You know who it is, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's more creative. Like this, this really says. It's, hey, we don't have to be, you know, like people are afraid to dress silly to work or, you know, like to wear a little mm -hmm. thing or like, you know, I got a fuzzy sweater, like hoodie thing. And uh, my partner, she's like, cape. yeah, she's like, you're going to wear that in public. And I was like, do you know, not know me? Like, yeah, of course I'm going to wear this in public. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's, that's what it, uh, that's for kids. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Ooh. well. You know, like, too bad because it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like those kinds of reservations are just lost. Yeah, here. like that's not part of the dialogue, which is really cool. And for the one thing I've liked about this, and why I really wanted to get the Zoom uh, and like the virtual camera integration in, was because I just I don't want a video chat. I'm like I'm so tired of Zoom. I'm mm -hmm. so tired of like I I think the only Zoom I enjoy anymore is D and D. That's it. I just it's it's cool because sure. we can turn all our cameras off and our DM has uh like he also makes like miniature train model stuff. So he like is we're so spoiled. This is my first campaign since <laughs> like a failed campaign as a kid. Like I this is so I'm getting back into it and um he uh he like literally builds like models of the forest and the you know dungeons mm. and the like like there's a there's a tavern we're staying in the tavern for the night and then the the roof comes off and it's all furnished inside and there's a fireplace with a with a glowing light like the flickering in the fire it's insane it's so cool so like seeing that and that's been a like that's been a really cool use of zoom but otherwise now i'm like i am done taking zoom I am I'm showing up to Zoom calls in Flipside. I already have a setup with my little stool. I've got a 
fake, obviously, coffee mug. I've got my pencil there, and I can see everyone else in their little windows, but I don't have to feel like I'm restricted to that. So it's it's nice. Yeah. If I get bored, I can yeah. draw. <laughs> Funny yeah. that uh, the thing you picked for Zoom is D and D. Like I'd imagine that that's the VR space. But yeah, from what you're saying, that sounds pretty cool. But uh, Going way back to your uh, surgery comment, uh, it kind of made me laugh a bit because I completely agree. Like going under your sensor and you're just like, Push. but uh, <laughs> for surgery as a use, you know, there's always going to be kind of more limited resources with it, and uh, there's all still going to be uh, someone will, you know, some living human will be the first living human some surgeon does surgery on. So you want them to get as many practice reps as possible. So when the gloves get really good, I, your training points, the part that gets interesting to me is, I think, you know, VR training for surgery and those kind of things. That's where it's going to be, because I think I'd rather have a full-on robot do surgery than a VR surgery at least at this stage yeah. uh, I'd, yeah. I'd be real nervous i think I the, see it uh, like... the training is big the training is like that that makes a lot of sense rather than working on cadavers because you can simulate you know during this operation you can have the person go into cardiac arrest and now you got to address that you can't do that with yeah. a cadaver but yeah so it that makes a lot of sense on the on the training for medical yeah I kind of see it as a so there's an interesting uh, use case we realized with uh, with Flipside. I'll use Flipside as the example for it. But um, as you're doing motions and say I'm interacting with a little panel with some buttons on it or something, every time I click a button, uh, I communicate that to all the other people so that they see the button was clicked and all that stuff. So we can do multiplayer and stuff, but when we record that and play it back, you're recording, hey, a button was pressed, and hey, this button was pressed, and hey, this was done, and now this lever was, and then and you have all that data. So if you strip out a recording and you like just get rid of the voices, get rid of the user movement, and just take those interaction points, what you have is kind of an automation system where like you, uh, and we kind of use this for testing, where we just have a bunch of recordings that I've starred and I can just load them and play and verify things work. So we don't have to see, so you don't have to go through everything every time, but also test the recording. Um, but if you were to export that to, or like connect it to kind of something workflow wise, you could start like having people physically do a job and then automate it. And which then got me thinking even further. So I think that's an interesting use of, uh, of recording people's uh, movement in VR. But then if you feed their actual movement, like the say the medical thing, every time they do surgery and they're practicing and they've got this grade for how it's supposed to be done and doing it right, if you feed that to an AI and you've been able to like successfully classify all that data, then couldn't the AI learn to do the surgery from seeing tens of thousands of cases of different doctors all training on it? And then, so eventually, mm -hmm. I think I think a lot of this stuff, because we're motion capturing and we're recording so much more of the movement uh, of of the person doing it, I think it, it's going to also merge with getting us uh, to the point where, like, uh, robots can actually do surgeries, 
and robots right. can actually kind of automate really complex and very fine motor control things. Yeah, yeah. That's my and here. with with that, the you, you know you know after you've done it or your instructors or whatever, whoever's guiding it, like was that good? Where are mistakes? And you can like plug in like this is a bad for learning. This is good. Do this and just kind of adds to the training algorithm. Yeah, it's all really really cool as stuff. Yeah, that's the, a good point. As long as the Wi-Fi doesn't go out during the surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Actually, you, yeah, that actually is more real of a thing than yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. We think we we take so much of it for granted, and then all of a sudden right. your download speed drops, and you're like, "What is happening?" And you know, <laughs> the robots <laughs> just kind of throwing organs. No, yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> right. Well, so we do need yeah. to uh, wrap it up, but I want to give you a chance to plug anything that you want to shout out. Anything you want to uh, say or anything we didn't cover you want to mention real um, fast? I don't know. Check out Flipside Studio. That's about all I all I have on that. Um, yeah, we're doing lots of cool stuff. And uh, I don't know what else. About, I think most, of the, most of the stuff we're doing is a little top secret. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm... Yeah, I put I started actually releasing music properly, like not just through SoundCloud uh, recently. So my uh, my my artist name is Abandon the Car, all one word. Mm. Um, but there's a there's an asterisk in it, so you practically can't type it out. It's just um, <laughs> it's supposed to be just to make it hard deliberately yeah. confusing. Yeah, it's like right. I I actually I almost couldn't get accepted to the stores because you can't put asterisks in song names. Uh, they okay. don't allow that. And I'm like, well, that's a deal breaker. So I need asterisks in my song names uh, because they link to the artist name. And it's kind of about a duality of of things. Like I'm kind of playing with this idea of like different halves of your personality. Uh, yeah. And I use different vocal effects to portray those halves. And uh, so a band in the car can be a band in the car, can be a band on the car, uh, could be abandon the car. And so it's sort of I, I I'm I'm toying with that ambiguous ambiguity creatively speaking and yeah, yeah so definitely That's check fine. that out. Um, Maybe we could it's... get some out music from you and uh, give a link. Oh yeah, there you go. In the video. Yeah, yeah, we'll just... yeah totally. I'll send you yeah. something. Yeah. So Sweet. whatever the intro was, is him. <laughs> so there you go. Or cool. out. That's great. <laughs> Either. Yeah. yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Well, yeah, hey, I appreciate both. you guys having me. This is uh, absolutely. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. You've always been very, very responsive. Cool. You know, you're you're uh, quick to answer questions, which is awesome. Be able to talk to the Good. owner and say, "Hey, what's going on with this?" And you actually answer. It's yeah, it's that is amazing. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, we try. You know, we we learn a ton from the community. Like it really is like a free Q and A service, which like we also appreciate. You know. So yeah. we would we would right. find way less bugs, or we would find them in production when it like really matters. So yeah, we really uh, awesome. appreciate our community. Yeah, very cool. All Let's right, take us home. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, that's it. That's right. <laughs> the the conclusion. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so we're home. We have to say the end. Right? We're home. The end. Because <laughs> you know, we'll we'll do a wrap up segment later. But yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. that that was great. Thanks for sweet.
coming to play with us. Yeah, maybe we yeah. can yeah. talk about, um, I, I need to listen to your music. Maybe we can do a collaboration on a music video or something. That, that would be <laughs> there you go. Made in really Flipside. Cool. You, you have a YouTube uh, uh, presence on the yeah. music, or wh where do you put um, that music? Oh, geez, I forgot about YouTube. Uh, I don't think I put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on Spotify now, uh, okay. Apple, all that stuff. Yeah, I'll send wow. you a link. Yeah, we'll be in so, touch with all the details and timing of this thing, and you know, it's going to be a for sure. Yeah, way, but yeah, awesome, right, yeah. cool. So then that feature I talked about will probably even be out then. <laughs> right? Yeah, not even a spoiler. That, yeah, yeah. I almost <laughs> said like, but, you know, yeah. you've got time. You could probably oh. get away with it. But... Cool. The and the best way to leave here. Is yeah. to just jump off of the meteor. Is it? But it, it will. Oh, you back here. It brings you right back, but it, it, it's fun. <laughs> so that was great. He was a great guest. Yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, learned a lot about that flip side. Really looking forward to the features he mentioned, and I still want that VR camera. Hopefully, they do have that in the pipeline. So, yeah, lots to look forward to there. Do you want to yeah. do? The first part, second part segment, we didn't quite get a chance to do that. Just do a rapid fire, maybe, so that the show do doesn't that. get too, too long. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm the theme is... Fire. Yeah. Well, let's, let's prep our cannons with the theme of the first part, second part, which could just be the theme of the episode again, uh, where it's some useful application for VR. So we could say it's actually like software, VR, or actually no, or hardware, whatever. Let's, yeah, here we go. Instead okay. of me talking about mm -hmm. that. All right. <laughs> so much for rapid Bonsai. fire. Yeah, rapidly distracting ourselves and then eventually starting. All right. Okay, I'm ready. What do you have, first or second? First part. Okay, go. You ready? All right. Yeah. Sentient ham. Sentient ham. You know? Ham. C A M. Like Amra. Oh. I was already, like, on trying to figure out how to make sentient ham. I was starting to get somewhere. But sentient camera makes actually a ton of sense. Uh, yeah. That actually probably could and should exist based on, like, so if. So maybe that's back to, so Flipside as is, is a VR program, but they are at least currently recording flat content. Um, and so Sentient Cam could basically be like, I'm currently talking, camera on me lights up, you're currently talking, camera on you lights up, which probably actually exists, I would think, because that's how like Zoom works, right? But then mm -hmm. you would have like, maybe some sort of cinematic cam kind of logic where it's like during some sort of cues, maybe like if you're moving, it knows like pan out and predict where you're going. So kind of do like a natural flowing, like move out and watch where you're going kind of thing. You know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. So it's just like, and then you just finish recording and you've got, just these clips of cameras predicting how it should look. What do you think okay. sentient cam should be? That. 
There, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> what else would it be? You know, get in my probably, backpack. Like Here should, we go. Somebody probably has built it or or is working on it, but if or not, yeah, it makes sense. Let's do second one. I've got a first part. You don't even want to tackle sentient ham. <laughs> I'd right. love to tackle a sentient ham. Um, let's see here. So you said you had second part. I've got first part. Okay, then I'll take second. So, all right, sure, I'm ready. You, you ready? Yeah. Get a good one. This is gonna be good. It's the good best one. one. Okay. Okay. I'm using my best one. Ferret. Right. Machinery. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is useful somehow. So uh, I guess I went first <laughs> on the last one. I do have some thoughts, but you can tackle this first so I don't steal your thunder. You know, I don't know that I've got anything good. What I'm what I'm picturing is the the robots that they're using to patrol the parks in uh, certain countries. I don't know if you've heard about that, but they look like those robot dogs. The four-legged robot is walking around the parks to make sure that people are not getting too close to each other. <laughs> so ferret machinery, to me, would be just a different kind of slinky robot that is... I don't know, maybe a little cuter. That's all. Interesting. Yeah? Yeah, nothing to blow yeah, the doors off with. But... Instead of having a scary robot enforcing policies, you have, please, sir, don't be that close. I'm your cute Back little with you. technology. Yeah. So, yours sounds more, uh, I don't know about fun, since it is enforcing rules, and rules are boring, but... Probably still more fun than mine. I was kind of imagining the tubes ferrets go through and stuff. And mm -hmm. so I was kind of imagining... So we are getting used to build prototypes and stuff. So like you can make like a house and walk around in it, get a good feel for it. But then in a more boring sense, you've got things like uh, plumbing, electrical, and so... Fair machinery would be like you're it's you build that out in VR and then you've got this little ferret that kind of checks the efficiency of like your pipes and stuff. Yeah. So the ferret's running yeah. through your pipes, but if your pipes aren't efficient, the ferret's like, but I want to run here. This would be better. So that's what. Yeah. And if if I you need to too. string a new cable, you can just send the ferret in there to run it. Yeah, there you go. Ferret, go from this point to this point, and then he figures out the <laughs> best route. Yeah? Yeah. Exactly. Um, All right. Okay, let's, let's do number three. All right, let's 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 hit it. You want to try a... Th should we try a three-part? Oh, we're I'll feeling... I'll take, I'll take one and three. Okay. Hmm. All right. Do you already have yours? Oh, okay. My yeah. bad. Yeah, I have mine. Okay. Um, Insta 
canal. Recognition. Okay. Insta canal recognition. So I initially had canyon, but realized I should use canal so it could be like root canal so it could have like whatever way we want to make it work. So we could go dentistry or, you know, the geographic canals. Uh, let's see. Do you have any? My, yeah, well, mine is um, super easy because of the the Tesla corporations. Uh, they've got that other division that is working on the boring company that's working on tunneling. Mm -hmm. So they could definitely use InstaCanal technology, which mm, we would yeah. probably uh, lease to them. Right. Yeah. No. So like they identify basically anything that would be an obstruction or whatever, and you can kind of automate your boring. Right. Just yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not just so. Can else? I like it. In touch with us, uh, Elon. <laughs> yeah. We we just made it just now. Yeah. It's ready to go. We can, well, that's that's what he does. He just says, "Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna have this," and then he says, "Now go make it." So we can do that. We can make that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for mine, uh, maybe I'm inspired by being in space currently, but I think just, you know, canal, just basically a better way to figure out, like, the... Although we're not really staying in VR for this one at all, are we? But... Uh, basically being able to identify the formations on different planets and asteroids and whatnot and what significance they might have based on different things. So maybe the VR part would be you project like what the planet might look like larger. So you get your little data that like they're just looking at like pixels of colors and stuff at this point for a lot of things. So tons of speculation depending on how far out it is. But uh just project it and like try to figure out what it looks like and maybe you can modify it a little bit if you know what you're supposed to be looking at to create a fake planet based on what you're seeing. <laughs> well it'd be fun. Okay, let's try so... one more. Let's do what? let's break the rules and do let's do a fourth one. We're gonna break the rules. Let's just do Oh man, alright, super rapid fire because I was kind of wordy on that one. I thought, oh, right, whatever. Haterade, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you let me know. I've got either first or second. I'm ready. Uh, second. Okay. Bubble. Assistant. Ooh, I like it. Bubble. Okay. Assistant. That is totally VR. That sounds like VR Clippy. Exactly. Little, so it, would you like you got help a little with that? Bubble that's always there, and it doesn't chime in unless you poke the bubble. Pop the bubble. You pop the bubble, pop and then it, and then it comes in and says, "You are currently on a meteor in VR chat. What would you like assistance with?" And then I slap it away. Say, "I don't need help." Yeah. And then right. it's like, "Why did you summon me, sir?" Pop. <laughs> Help me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Perfect. So we can we can take that as the definitive uh, answer for that one. All right. You happy with that one? All right. Cool, I am. Cool. All right. So that wraps up this one. Thanks for joining, Internet. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Well, how do you jump? I'm just doing it. Here we go. You just keep uh... going.